Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It'd be an old-fashioned canoe tipper at Rogers Place tonight. The Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Let me just turn that mic down for a second. John Shannon will be joining us a little bit later on today. Uh, Brian Burke is coming up in 39 seconds time. This is the second hour of Oilers now. The Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. There are tickets available uh, at edmontonoilers.com for tonight's matchup. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office uh, technology and software. All right. uh, We are going to do this. We are going to tell you that Brian Burke's appearances in Oilers now are brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, and we are joined by Brian Burke. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, Bob. Good. Thank you. Uh, interesting week over the last week at uh, Rogers, to say the least. Lots going really? on there. Really? Yeah. Hey, uh, look, some comments were made yesterday directed towards the hockey community. And, you know, people are, I guess, are allowed to, to say what they want and have their view on life. And that's all good. Uh, but I, I just I put a tweet out last night just saying that I believe that today's player is as as socially aware and more caring than ever before. In other words, they're they're acutely aware of how society is Uh, in many respects the kids are smarter and better educated we're talking men's and women's hockey here um they they, they're vested in their communities virtually every player does something of some sort of and, and that's that has existed for a while but they you know they get involved in things you know with twitter and their instagram accounts to help out various charitable organizations um and they also understand team because, you know, parents, coaches, and mentors for them growing up reinforce that. Do you agree or disagree with that, that today's player is as socially aware and maybe more caring uh, than, than, than at any other time uh, that we've seen in the game? Like, it's, it's, it is a more inclusive world than ever before in hockey. Well, 
A hundred percent. Like I, I couldn't pick one word you just said and, and quarrel with it. I think, I think we're so blessed in our game. The athletes we have, the kind of kids they are, uh, they're accommodating, they're polite, they're respectful, they give back. Uh, so I agree 100%. And I don't follow anyone on social media. I have a Twitter account, but my daughter does it. Yep. And But I've heard some of this garbage that's been on there. And Look, I, I was there. I, I was in the studio when this happened. And I, I cannot defend what Don Cherry said. I can't. The sentiments were wrong. I, I have my own view on what he meant to say, and I don't yep. think it was that. Um, but it's a shame, and it's a sad day that this great man in our game uh, is going to be remembered for something like this. And uh, after all the good he did for the military and first responders, so uh, I'll just leave it at that. But the, the the notion that this game isn't inclusive or diverse is crazy. Well, you're living testament to that just through your family. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And me? and people people don't know what you're talking about, Bob. My, my son that passed away was gay. And when he came out, had total acceptance in the hockey community. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. I mean, that kind of puts things. I, I, I will tell you right now that uh, I was a bit of a red ass as a kid. Uh, I believe that's the term. Uh, I wasn't as far right as a lot of my friends. Uh, and I'm much more centrist now than I was maybe 30 years ago. And uh, just being around, you know, a program like the U of A, where, where, where they had a standard for how they wanted you to conduct yourself both on and uh, off the ice, uh, they didn't believe in old school um, initiation into a program. Uh, the fifth-year guys on the team, in, in as you know, in, in university sport in Canada, you have five years of eligibility. The fifth- and fourth-year players with the good teams at the U of A helped load and unload the bus. They didn't leave that all to the first- and second-year guys and, and the therapist, which was an absolute pet peeve when I saw it happen with a couple of the other teams, which ironically uh, were losing teams. Uh, and, it, it, you know, and, and so I, I kind of just bristled when I saw that yesterday. I'm like, you know what, I've been – I've been broadcasting hockey at one level or another for 30 games. You know, I was accredited for the Oilers in the 80s. And I, I will tell you right now, this generation of players, they don't have the same maybe relationship with the media just because there's so many of us, Brian. That, uh, And the other part of it is it is because they're more in tune with things, you know, like their charities. And I know when wherever you've gone, you've I know – Joffrey Lupel, as an example, uh, took on, I believe he had Loops Troops. I don't know if you did the contract for him in Toronto or uh, if you'd left at yes. that point. But that was something that, you know, Peter Semenuk and Craig Lupel, uh, Joff's dad, who were Joff's representatives, wanted included. And, and, and lots, of, lots of players do those sort of things. I mean, virtually every player in the league does something for charity during the course of the year. And it's not just a matter of showing up, Brian. Like, they're really into it. Well, not just that. It's not just that they show up. They do it cheerfully, and they, they put their heart and soul into it. But fans don't see half of the stuff they do. I mean, in addition to the hospital visits that are on television and everything, and the players do those so graciously and cheerfully, that's that's good enough on them. But the stuff they do that you don't see. I mean, I, I used to go, we had Canuck Place in Vancouver that the Griffiths family founded. It's a, a hospice for children. Uh, well, people now with life-threatening, life-limiting illnesses. And I can't tell you, I would drop off stuff there. Uh, people would drop off toys and 
and food food stuff and and they'd leave it at my front my front porch and say, "Can you drop this off at Canuck Place?" Because we don't know where it is. And I would go in there at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning when we had a game that night, and there'd be two players' cars there to just stop by to say hello to the people who were in the hospice that morning on their way to practice. Like the, it, it's not just that these guys do the public stuff cheerfully and graciously. It's the, the hidden stuff they do that people don't know about and the checks they write that people never hear about that are staggering. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined by Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. All right, Brian, uh, I put a tweet out about the fact that three of the top five scoring players in the NHL since the start of the 2017-18 season are in this game. Uh, McDavid is number one, uh, McKinnon is four, and Drysaddle is five. Actually, no, McKinnon's three. Uh, Kucherov is two. Uh, Brad Marchand is four. Must be something in Nova Scotia. Three guys, well, no, two guys from Nova Scotia. Uh, right at the top there with, uh, well, we, geez, we don't even have Crosby included. Uh, but here's where I'm going to go with this. So we're talking about the top five players in the league right now. And I, I'm including, you know, I know Sidney Crosby's out with an injury. But, and I, I don't know if this is necessarily, you love doing this sort of thing, but, you know, can you make an argument right now we're watching three of the best five players in the world with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and uh, Nate McKinnon in the lineup tonight? Absolutely. But I, I'm not I, – I don't mind predictions and statements like that. I need a little time to reflect on them, but absolutely. And if they're not in the top five, they're in the top seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like they're right outside in that group. So no quite – like right now in the NHL – I think you can make a case. The best defenseman right now is John Carlson by a, by a mile. Yep. And so you'd have to put him in there. You'd have to pick the best goalie and put him in there. But then you're still probably stuck with those three guys. Yep. Oh, yeah. So oh. if they're not in the top five, and this is what I say, you said there are tickets available for tonight. You're talking three guys who are alone. Each of them standing alone are worth the price of a ticket. I love watching these guys. It's and you know what the worst part was? I hated Connor McDavid when I was in Calgary. He scared the hell out of me. I hated when my team played. I didn't. I liked him. I I met him at the awards. He was a nice kid to me. But I hated playing against him. And now it's just a pleasure to watch him. Brian, your booth used to be right next to our broadcast booth, as you know, in Calgary. Yep. And sometimes, just for you know what's and giggles, I occasionally took off the headset right after the Oilers scored. Just to hear what was going on here. Yeah, well, I'm sure. You, if you didn't know how to swear before that, you probably knew that. You probably know now. Brian, it was good to know that you were still using all seven of the words that George Carlin said you couldn't say on TV back in the 90s. Yes, yes, in combination and in strings and all lumped together too. So, you know, mutant variations of all of those. <laughs> you and uh, you would get would get a little fired up. Uh, we're joined right now by Brian Burke from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at uh, Canadian uh, Power Pack. Brian, I, I got to tell you, 2016-17, the Colorado Avalanche were horrendous. They were old and they were slow. And there were some people out there, you know, sort of like, is Joe Sackick the, the right guy to be the GM? And, you know, he's got Craig Billington and he's got Chris McFarland. And suddenly, you know, the next season they orchestrate this three-way deal with the Ottawa Senators and the National Predators. They completely rebuild their team. 
They're fast. They've got, I mean, the Bowen Byram kid turned it on last night in the, the Russia WHL game and took the game over in the final minute in an overtime. Uh, he's still coming. McCarr could be a rookie of the year. The Avs got speed all over the lineup. It's an amazing turn. I mean, they and the Oilers had some bad seasons, Brian, but the Avs had a horrendous year. It's quite the turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, they've done a great job. You left out one small thing in there, Bob. During that, right after that season, is when they interviewed Kyle Dubas, too, for the general manager's job. Joe Sackett debated moving upstairs and being president of hockey operations and bringing in a new GM. And um, They asked for permission to hire Kyle Dubas, and it was denied. So then Joe said, okay, I'll roll up my sleeves, I'll do it myself. And man, oh man, he pulled some magic out, boy. He did a three-way deal. How difficult are those to execute, Brian? They're hard. I'm trying to think if I ever made one. I know I got close on a couple, but usually they fall apart and you just make two separate deals. But um, they're very complex, and those weren't small-name players. There were some big-name players in that deal. Uh, I mean, just the return. I mean, they got Gerard in the lineup tonight and, and Hamanev, who came over from Nashville in that trade. I think they got a second-round pick from the Preds, a first-rounder. You know, it's Byram. They got the prospect, Shane Bowers. That was a Ottawa pick as well from 2017 out of Boston. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's just a – well, I, wait a second. So the, when you got the two Sedins, but those were separate trades, right? Those were not matched yeah. with multiple teams? No, there were there were three deals with three different teams. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I, I I was watching you last night. The Maple Leafs, uh, and I gave them the kiss of death because I picked them out of the East this year. Is it is it too early to judge that group, or or is there you know are they maybe not as good as people thought they were going to be? Well, it depends on which team you see. I mean, you watched in the second period that they could they could have beat anybody last night. Like, like, the Islanders didn't get a shot for 14 minutes. It was unbelievable how the Leafs dominated. They looked like they were in fourth gear, and the Islanders were stuck in park. So if that's the team, the high-octane team that generates lots of offense, and right now they're Mitch, missing Mitch Marner, um, they should have won last night. They played well enough over a good 40 minutes of the game. They should have won. But the breakdowns and the turnovers were... Horrible, like like uh, like watching a a cheap horror movie. You know, you turn the corner and there's another ah, you know, and then you open the door and there's another ah. Like it was like, God, they want they want to hand this game to the New York Islanders. So yeah, I'd be concerned. You get to the twenty game mark, I think it's fair to to you know look at the thermometer and, and see what you got. And they've got to be some concerns about the roster construction, about the turnovers. Uh, secondary scoring has just been okay. Their bottom bottom 2D were good last night, but some struggles there. So, no, I think at the 20-game mark, you're entitled to start raising flags. Conversely, you look at the Islanders, and it shows you that if you apply structure and process in your game and get total buy-in, you can, you can still accomplish a lot in this league, can't you? Yeah, you can, although I would argue that uh, – Again, they, they got outplayed so badly last night for such long stretches. I would argue that they're not out of the woods yet. They've worked, they haven't lost in regulation, I think, in 11 games. Yep. But they, they look completely vulnerable and slow and, and, and stupid last night for stretches of the game. They have spent the most amount of time 
in their defensive zone of any team in the NHL. Is this the counter argument to the hardcore and what you know? I think you use the illumination perspective on analytics, but th- this sort of counters every analytics argument out there, doesn't it? Yes, and, and sometimes analytics are useful, but sometimes they're at odds with what your vision plainly tells you. They're at odds with the eye test, and some of us know a little bit about hockey, so you can argue analytics, and some nights I can you could say. Yeah, but Brian, this, and I'd say, you know what? I don't care what the analytics say, Bob. I'm telling you one team's getting outplayed here badly. All right. So they got some work to do. Brian, I'm going to ask, how many times over the years when you were a manager or president did your teams do a father's trip, a mother's trip, or a wife's trip? Uh, Never a wife's trip, uh, never a mother's trip. Okay. Um, Probably ten dad's trips. Did you try to make all the – if it was a two-game trip, did you try to ensure – that all the players that were with the team up at that time played on the trip? No. Dave no. Tippett, you know, the Oilers uh, beat Anaheim 6-2. Uh, by the way, John Gibson really struggled in that game. He's a heck of a goalie. Um, Dave made a point of playing everybody in the two-game trip for long-term team-building perspective. I think that argument can be made. I'd like to just get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I, I never, to me... I, I'm not sentimental except with my family. With with, with hockey teams, I'm just going to do what I think is best to win. So I probably would have said if I was a GM, I would never say no to a coach anyway. They get to pick. But I probably would have said to Tip, you know what, I, it's a really bad idea, but if you want to do it, do it. So that would have been my reaction. But when I heard about it last night, I thought, that's a nice touch. I mean, something wouldn't occur to me because I'm kind of a grump, but that was a nice touch. Every every parent got to see their kid play. I like it. So as a GM, you never told your coach who to play? Once. Once. I, I insisted on, I wanted Colton Moore to play in Toronto, and, and Ronnie Wilson just wouldn't play him, and I just didn't think we were tough enough without him. So, But in general, I'm, I mean, I'm going to fire the guy if he doesn't win enough games, so he should get to pick who plays. <laughs> uh, what about with the farm team? How much latitude did you give the farm team head coach in – you know, it was your assistant general manager uh, in a position where he could pull rank if need be? Yes. The, the assistant GM, for me, I always had my guy be the GM down there. Right. So Dave Nolanus was the GM of the Marlies. So he could go down, and, and yes, it's very different than the minors. There you do tell a coach who to play because we also tell a coach the first week of the season, you're not going to be judged by your record. You're going to be judged by how many kids we get out of here. So that there, you have the right to say these five guys have to play, you know, more than half the minutes. Brian, Very different. Brian, great stuff. We appreciate your time, and we look forward to hooking up next week when we're on with the orders with a five-game road trip. Okay. Thanks so much, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Bob Starr for joining you. It's one twenty-three in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout and come back. This is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Still to come on Oilers Now at 126 in Edmonton, John Shannon, our NHL insider, and a conversation with Jack Michaels and Nate McKinnon. Make sure you go down and see the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. You know what they say, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs. They currently uh, have a Black Friday sale that starts tomorrow. It goes from November 15th to the 27th. That's for Ford, a Black Friday event. Huge rebates on trucks. Um... 
You name it, Brent Ridge has got it. It's an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. My Uncle Milt. Well, he's not really my Uncle Milt, but Uncle Milt is out there. You got Rich, you got Johnny and the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, 1-877-477-3673, or visit brentridge.com. Again, we had Brian Burke on the show for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We'll tell you that guests and owners now receive certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South downtown north side and Sherwood Park locations. Don, if you're listening right now, got to talk to Shotgun Sean. Hook us up here in Oilers Now. You know what I'm saying, brother? All right, to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. James H. Brown, headed up by Trent Brown, who uh, great cup champion, uh, all-star Canadian uh, safety for the Edmonton Eskimos back in the day. His father, Jim Brown, was a uh, very good hockey player before suffering a significant injury, was once Edmonton Oil Kings property. Mr. Escott, what do we got? A lot on Colorado's side. They might be the most injury-depleted team in the league right now, missing Miko Rantanen, Captain Gabriel Landeskog, starting goaltender Philip Grubauer, and Colin Wilson all out with lower body injuries, but it doesn't end there. Defenseman Nikita Zadorov out with a broken jaw, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, and backup goaltender Pavel Francouz are both out with head injuries. Wow, is all I can say. The Oilers, meanwhile, Brandon Manning on the IR with a hand injury, Adam Larson working his way back from a broken right fibula and I'll ask you this quickly we had Chris from Calgary Bob text us and say what are you going to do with Larson when Joe um, what are you going to do when Larson's comes back I would send Lagason down and pair up Larson and Jones so what are your thoughts on that I think he said uh, send person down uh, yeah nurse is going to play with bear cleft bomb my guess will will play with Larson I know the plan preseason was to have nurse and uh, Larson together but given how much Ethan Bear has helped out Darnell Nurse's game I think you'll see Cliff Baum with Larson Nurse with Bear and Russell with Benning with Jones being an option as well and Joel Person getting some time to percolate down in Bakersfield off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell John Shannon our NHL insider when we return on Oilers Now Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad